super pod, super bowl, supra guest. Bowel. Super bowel. Just a couple of boys shooting the shit on the bowl. Soup Nazi. Shooting the soup. Shout out to the soup Nazi. Uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Holcomb. Hello, fellas. I have man. If that's my real new nickname, I quit. Uh, <laughs> it's a long anything with those, we stop anything, right yeah. now. <laughs> anything with those two syllables at the end, unless you're Kanye, uh, will end your career. It is, Indeed. yeah. Indeed. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, and I just because we never got a chance to touch on this, and we'll touch on it uh, as tactfully as possible. I think it's pretty incredible that someone can say a. a those things and then just disappear. Somebody gets you back under control. And then like a week later, you're headlining Coachella. Like you're booked, you're back, yeah. on the, you're back on the <laughs> yeah. circuit. Like that's yeah. fucking, that's crazy. Like that's a level of, he like intentionally canceled himself. And then in hindsight, yep. make it started to make me wonder, like maybe he just wanted to get out of like every contract he was in and just didn't care. And self-sabotage, you know, and just because that would be one way to do it. And then reinvention. Yeah. <laughs> it could be some weird fucked up way of like wielding his power, you know, like, like, I don't know, guys in like guys in the 80s playing like in the NBA and stuff would, would you know, would drop like 30 points and then just go do blow all night and then, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then go again. play again and then kill it again. And it's just like, yeah, I can do this and I can still do that. I could, I could shoot myself in the foot in a way mm-hmm. and I could still go out and kill it. Maybe he's just like so bored with his excellence. But he's just like, you know what? I'm going to try not being excellent for a while and then I'll come back and kill it and prove to all of you guys that I'm at the top of this game. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if you're, you're a fight fan, but it's like John Jones when he fought, Daniel Cormier the last time in the press conference, Daniel Cormier is a, you know, Olympic wrestler, heavyweight champion. And, uh, he's talking shit. And John Jones is like, boy, I beat you when I was high on cocaine. (laughs) Cause that's, cause that's when John Jones was testing positive for cocaine all the time. He just couldn't stop doing coke. And it's like, the guy's a cage fighter. What do you fucking want from him? You know what I mean? Like he's going in there to beat people in a, in a locked cage for real. You know? I just want Hulk Hogan to come out on the speech to commercial and say anything less would be uncivilized. <laughs> I love that's a great tagline. God, dude, that should have been the album name, Free Free Five. Anything less would be uncivilized. Jeez. Fuck yeah, dude. Write that oh, down. Oh, there you go. So write it down, man. I'm writing it down. P6. Okay. There you go. Right here. Okay. Eight years from um, now, we're going to circle back around to this, and there you go. So, okay. Do you guys remember the story of this pitcher? I think it was in the 70s. Stop Doc me if I'm Ellis. wrong. Doc Ellis. Yeah. LSD, right? Through a no-hitter a no-no. on acid. On the Pirates, yeah. Right. There's a documentary a real, about it. You, that's, a, that's a verifiable real story, right? Certified? That's crazy. 100%. There's a, there's a documentary crazy. about it. That's crazy. Because my dad, you know, my family's from Pittsburgh, and we're all you know Pittsburgh fans, and that's like a story I'd heard many times growing up, and I didn't, I was like, I thought it was just one of those things my dad, you know, your dad says shit, and you're like, what? You know, pitcher threw an LSD uphill both ways, you know, and uh, yeah, apparently he thought they were they had like did a West Coast trip. He was in like a hotel with like one, like a I think a hooker, I'm pretty sure. Wow, and as you as you normally are, yeah, and and then he decided to do acid thinking I pitched yesterday. Well, he you know had went on like a a John Sally like bender after the last time he pitched. So for him, it felt like yesterday. Then he does acid and then he's getting, they're calling him like, dude, you're fucking pitching. You're starting. And so they had to like get him and he went and he pitched a, a no, no, there's a HBO documentary about it. It's fucking. Oh, crazy I gotta story. watch this. Wow. Watch this. He said this. he was like, he was like seeing the pitcher, or like the batter swing before they like it, just like crazy stuff with his wow. perception of like time like broke into the fourth realm or something it's yeah. crazy makes you think i bet you there's a, a mountain of stuff that we don't know about our heroes in that era you know what i mean like we grew up watching oh yeah like dude oh, you yeah. think dwight gooden never pitched while he was fucked up you know or like rod becker or any old school athlete like has, with an any edge to him had have to have dabbled with that stuff I want to know what the ultimate warrior was doing every time he came into the ring. I want to know what he was on because he had to be on something, bro. Dude, Outside he, of steroids. He, but oh, like, he, bored, you know. he bored Duster. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, he, he, he had to be f- just chalked to the gills on, you know, horse 
grade steroids and horse. What I can only assume would be like a lethal amount of cocaine for any other normal person because these are like, you know, six foot eight, three hundred pound animals. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, those were you know good, the good old days. But um, yeah, I, I'm certain there's like my dad also. Shout out to my father here. Another story he was telling me. He used to work overnight in some plant up in North Jersey, and uh, he saw Lawrence Taylor in a Seven Eleven, like middle of the night, just fucking mm. blitzed, totally. And he was just like, probably had probably smoked crack allegedly at that time. That's what the, the, the stories were, you know. And uh, then he fucking like had like six sacks that that day, right? Because my dad was like, oh, I saw him this morning, huh? And it's like, yeah, he was, you know, why not? I believe it. I believe it. Like, if do you think, I mean, Allen Iverson or someone like that had to have played high, you know, like that's just, that's just who we were. Like, no one can tell me that he didn't at least try it once and Mm -hmm. we'd all Mm -hmm. watch it and we weren't floored with how he, how we played and LT. Yeah. That's a great example. I would not be sure. Yeah. LT definitely. Clinton Clinton Portis um, said he was, he would drink Hennessy during halftime every, every game he played. Wow. Hell, Marshawn Lynch said he did that. So wow, <laughs> yeah, I could see. Yeah, yeah I could see. But these that. are the greats. So like, who Brock are we Lesner, to argue? And I know in the U, in the UFC, Brock Lesnar would drink whiskey before going out. Which like, imagine having a imagine having a fucking deal with just a Brock Lesnar, but then Brock Lesnar drinking whiskey. Like it's just like not. That's more to me. That's more a mm-hmm. performance enhancer than anabolic steroids. I think. Can we even count Stone Cold? Because I know he like. Just smash like six or seven brews before. You oh yeah, just, he was always. Just, yeah, that's a good point. He was always. That was like that was like his like intro like yeah. coming in the ring like. <laughs> it's I how it's crazy. Much, get much down there, but yeah, I, I would think that even now the, it's a constant game of cat and mouse with what they can get away with taking or doing. I mean, you used to see guys smoking cigarettes on the sidelines during games. You know, like Joe right. Namathera. Yep. And I remember people made such a huge deal when the Red Sox broke the curse for the first time 20 years ago. Um, Wow, that's crazy. They all said, was it, yeah, did they say seventh inning stretch or before the game? Basically, they all drank whiskey, either directly before or during the game. They all took shots because it was, was it game seven? Yeah. Or game five when they came back with that Mm -hmm. that home run and then they beat them. But they, you know, they made such a big deal of it. Like, can you believe, like, can you, it's like, dude, we're not that far removed from the days that we're discussing right now mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I just didn't understand the the upheaval about that. Well, like, it definitely makes sense. The pet, like the tobacco, because like tobacco is a stimulant, you know, and like, it makes sense that a pitcher would be dipping all day long to like keep that edge and laser focused. And, you know, I mean, they used to, in baseball, they openly, they called them greenies. They openly took amphetamines like and mm. passed them around and he was like yeah who gives a shit yeah you know yeah shout out to the 60s um, those were the days those, there were some days so periphery's new record is hot and uh, ready like little caesars coming out march 10th uh p5 the singles are out the singles are bangers um i know daryl and i have enjoyed them greatly they've been the soundtrack to many of my barbecue preps recently um, thank you yeah well you gotta you. you gotta season your beef you know what i mean you gotta, you gotta tenderize <laughs> you have to. it's important i think there might be Safe. something to that audio tenderizing Safe to season your beef, <laughs> like play, play your beef like Bach. Well, it's like, like it's a fetus or something. Exactly. Tenderize. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to soften it up. You have a little to bit. tenderize every periphery track. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just a little. Just soften it up a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Periphery tenderized me to my core. I'm pumped for it. Um, your tour is coming Thanks, in hot. I see here we got. Uh, was it March third? Is your first date the Fillmore in Maryland? Yep. Um, hitting some cool towns. We talked about this last time. So everybody knows all the important details of yeah. everything it's, C5. It's an exciting time, man. And like we were discussing earlier, people seem to be into the the new music and it just feels good to have um, whew, three years of work, almost three years of work out to the public and have them kind of, you know, be part of it and feel like it partially belongs to them now, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to it being this like secret baby that nobody can tell us about mm-hmm. or that we can't tell anybody about. So it's a, it's good to have it all out there. And, uh, 
yeah, we're just stoked to play this stuff for people, man. It's going to be good to get out there because that feels like such a huge part of your job yeah. when you do this for a living. And I, I, I prefer the studio side of things to touring, but touring does like encapsulate this kind of magic, um, getting to connect with people, getting to play these songs for people and just uh, experience that side of this lifestyle. So it, it's hard to believe it's been so long, but it, it's something that we're all kind of excited to get back to. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I was telling you before we got on um, a lot of my friends, like I always like uh, temp temp check on, you know, bands and see what other people think. And like you, like you, I'm like, randomly, hey, do you know this band, you know this band. And uh, I haven't had I haven't talked to anybody that is a perfect fan or isn't a perfect fan that was like, oh, no, that's fucking that's sick. That slaps. Um, so looking forward to the getting my hot little hands on that new record when it comes out here on vinyl. And, uh, cause I'm a, it's weird. I'm in like, a, am using Spotify, but I'm also buying vinyl, you know, I'm streaming mm -hmm. and yep. I'm buying vinyl, you know, it's like a yep. interesting options, bro. Options. I mean, I've been, yeah. I got the latest Meshuggah record on cassette. You guys doing cassettes? I haven't yet. Cause it, I literally don't have a way to play one. Dude, my, I, I, I go to the, uh, thrift store, 10 bucks. Does got, it sound I, good? Meshuggah on tape? Fuck yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got like a nice Ankyo tape deck um, that was like was like a dual deck. You know, it's like a professional kind of audiophile one, um, and it doesn't sound as good as a vinyl or as a CD, but it's like pretty good. And it's also Still there's slaps. something there's something that tickles me about listening to a band like Meshuggah on a cassette on tape. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I know what like you mean. it's kind of like. You know when you play like classic games and they try to like right now the GoldenEye they just re-released and remastered the original GoldenEye mm -hmm, I saw, yeah. on uh, Xbox and I've been playing it it's fucking awesome but for me it's weird that they did it all on widescreen I mean I the the graphics don't look mm -hmm. there's something off there because they stretched it you know mm -hmm. but when you play a cassette like on quality equipment like it's got it's only gonna sound as good as the cassette technology so there's like kind of this you know, uh, nostalgia effect to it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that's what I get out of listening to vinyl, honestly. And I, my ears aren't good enough to tell the difference between vinyl and streaming. Like I just, I can't hear that, but it is cool. And this is my favorite part about vinyl to sit there and like, look at the artwork and like read the mm -hmm. lyrics. We were doing that. Yeah. Remember yeah. we were, you know, before we went to the game, we were looking at shit. Like yeah. That. Yeah. I love that. Dude. I, and you know what else, um, on vinyl, I know people are probably like, geez, bro. But uh, I will say that I don't so notice, like, there's not so much a quality, but it's, like, the I think the fidelity of, like, the bandwidth of, say, what frequency range the bass occupies on a record versus, like, how it's mixed for streaming is different. And, like, I'll have like a uh, tool fear inoculum that I love that album. And I've, I've listened to it probably, a, I don't know, 200 times all the way through. And then I, the vinyl re-release came out and I got that and like, I'm listening to it and I'm like, yeah, this, this, the mix is different and you can hear shit that you don't normal. Like, I think that, I think the way that they mix for vinyl and master for vinyl, um, changes how, how the mix is. And like a lot of times yeah. it's like, Whoa, it's like way more clear. Cause it feels like there's more space. And if you think about it, it's all that data on a disc that's 12 inches across versus having to be compressed into, you know, yeah. Yeah. invisible little bits of data. So like, that's why I feel like it's, it's got this perception that it like sounds better. Quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear that. Yeah. There's probably somebody listening to this that knows way more about vinyl than all of us. And it's like, you, you're a fucking donkey. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of donkeys, I was recently back on the East coast and, uh, in the great Philadelphia, area and it happened to be on the weekend of the nfc championship game and i will say i am an eagle hater um <laughs> all they had to do is lose that last super it's not even a gambling i'm not even alluding to anything in gambling all they had to do was lose that last super bowl and there would have been something really cool that was going to happen and then on top of it just growing up in that area and not being an eagles fan getting teased for it i just you know, and then the way that they, I felt like they did Andy Reid raw. I'm just like openly not an Eagle fan. And, um, I was coming through the stadium 
peak uh, tailgating in, you know, Philly. And I'm just like, wow, they've gotten more obnoxious somehow this year than they have. And I think, like, within the bubble, they're like, oh, yeah, we're cool. It's like, I think everybody's like, man, you're kind of annoying. I don't think they have uh, – they don't have – I just – I don't know. I was surprised that they won. I thought the Niners were going to smack them. But our boy Brock Purdy there kind of got fucked up. And yeah. Josh Johnson's yeah. head goes backwards. And then uh, yeah. then you've got, you know, no offense. Were you guys yeah. uh, surprised to see it go down like that? Mm-mm. I was. I wasn't surprised at all. Really? I knew it wasn't going to be a game. Really? Because Brock Purdy hadn't been tested mm. by anybody. So you think even if and even if Purdy and was number one healthy, defense in the league, they would have really. Yeah, had number one defense in the league, and he hadn't been tested. He was riding a five six game winning streak, no tests. Number one defense in the league, boom boom. And the next guy gets knocked out. It's a wrap. Yeah. Realistically, those dudes were like celebrating like after halftime. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, yeah. I put the game on in the first quarter and I saw it, it said, you know, the little ticker at the bottom. It's not a ticker, mm-hmm. but like a little graphic at the bottom left. Yeah. Jay Johnson. And it had the number of yards. I'm like, why are they? Sh- Who is Johnson, by the way? And uh, why they're not showing Brock Purdy's passing stats? Uh, why are they? Sh- they and then they won't turn the, the Johnson stats off. I thought it was like a bug on the broadcast or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. like why won't they show? And then I noticed. I was like, oh my gosh, Purdy's out already. And then yeah. that's the moment I knew. It's like you got you got this team down to what their fourth string quarterback. Once didn't Johnson get knocked yeah. out too? Or yeah. John- Johnson got knocked out, and they brought Purdy yeah. back in, right? Yeah, but he yeah, but he just he, he came back in to just hand off hand the ball off like. And he ultimately he was really hurt. Like he's gonna yeah. get surgery. It was a UCL thing. Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. he may never. He may never like. To- yeah, that elbow like, and it was his throwing arm. So. Yeah. That might, oh man, that could be yeah. it for yeah. a guy, especially a guy who's like a last pick in the draft. Like. Yeah. They don't oh, really yeah. owe him anything, you know. He be, he can just become one of those guys that's a legend, and I think Shanahan kind of proved that like he can just grab anybody that can stand up and like. But what a raw deal. Like, okay, imagine he doesn't get hurt. Imagine Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, but the 49ers lose, right? But Purdy threw for like 210 or something like that. Not amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 49ers got to have a real conversation internally. It's like, what are they doing at quarterback? Which is still a total mystery now. Yeah, Purdy's done. They're not going to give him a chance because that's a career-altering injury Especially potentially. Especially that late in the season, too. He wouldn't be yeah. ready in a year. Yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. No. Exactly. Jimmy G's out. He's not, yep. not going to be there. Uh, Trey Lance. Who is Trey Lance? Um, and so what do they do? That It's such a it's such a weird conversation yeah. versus if Purdy had had lost that game but not gotten hurt. I think you got to look at him if you're the 49ers as He's like, this guy's our quarterback. This guy's our quarterback. But him yeah. getting hurt kind of ruined his career well i mean that's kind of like what they were looking at like going into that game it was he was the new guy garoppolo mm-hmm. even though he was would have been like healed to play that game we're like yeah we're not gonna go with him so yes yeah. yeah it was raw deal man and, like and you so, said yeah. raw deal everything you guys are saying there is why i was pretty certain that tom brady to either vegas or san francisco was a lot uh, i thought it was a lot yeah like yeah. with all that quarter because like trey lance there's there's also something somebody went to tennessee and he's like connected to that the, either the offensive coordinator or whoever it was assistant gm whatever and um like why wouldn't the niners just be, like give tom brady 40 million dollars for one year to mm. come in and just like dude just unretire one more time and just come out here and just he's just gonna get like another face job and then Unretire. I think that's kind of like what's going to happen. You think he's been getting work done? Allegedly? Yeah. Really? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I I think he's just going to get another like chin job or something and then come back. He does look a lot different now than his. He does. Yeah. He looks really different. Like it's not even. He's got that Hollywood routine. I thought it was either a routine or like you said, maybe some, some, some work done. I want to see the. the, uh, He was married to a crystal magician. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Power is all in the stones. Yeah. It yeah. was in the stones. I, yeah. It was. Although, it like, was. I kind of felt like Roethlisberger was going to do that last year. Like, until it was like week eight, I was like, okay, he's definitely going to stay retired. Like, I thought for sure some yeah. team would have gotten somebody would have gotten hurt, and Ben would have unretired, and Brett Favre the Steelers, and like, right, you know, put eight games together for some team on the cusp. But 
Yeah, what the fuck, man? I don't know. What I wonder what do. they're going to do because, yeah, Shanahan is the QB whisperer. He could take seriously anybody and then make them a, a, a Super Bowl team, apparently. And uh, and now, but, and they also are insanely loaded, and they have a lot of pieces to trade. Their team is stacked. Their whole roster. The defense yeah. is ridiculous. And, yeah. like, you got to think, you know, a guy like uh, Derek Carr, he's going to be. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. something. Devontae. Like, they're trying to say like Rogers to the Jets. I'm like, there's, n- I can't imagine Mm-mm. him wanting to go to New York. No, he he won't want to go to New York. Yeah, he wants to go somewhere to be close to Hollywood and warm weather and stuff. Somewhere you can take ayahuasca and and get face jobs. I he's got to have face jobs too. Oh, Rogers. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's getting yeah. work done. He's he's yeah. got uh, he's. I don't know if you saw him on Joe Rogan. He seems like a pretty interesting uh, fellow. I didn't. I didn't see that one. I just it's, like it's worth I watching. Sport, I I sports hate him. So uh, I well, refuse. that's true. I forgot. He's your yeah. He's your really, he's your Ray Lewis for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't okay, hate how the guy. Fucking good you are. I will never like you. Unless you know you put on a Bears uniform. But even now, it's like I don't really want Aaron Rodgers on the Bears because that would just be the most baffling thing. Three years ago, sure, give me Aaron Rodgers all day, and he'll be my favorite athlete. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. If Ray Lewis was yeah. a Steeler, I'd be like, what suit? What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Atlas Ray, what? What? How yeah. dare you? No. How dare you? Come on. Guys, fucking, <laughs> look at him out there. He prays before the games. Yeah. Oh, he only <laughs> killed one guy. That's alleged. Just one guy. Just one guy. Allegedly. allegedly. Just one guy. Uh, I love it. So it was, you guys, so I guess, you know, Eagles, you know, make it out of the NFC. And uh, again, to my, to my Philly f- friends and family back east, God bless you. Be careful. You know, you guys are just a mess when it comes to the Eagles. It's ridiculous. Chill out. Chill out. It's not your first rodeo. In fact, you had a rodeo <laughs> I know, years like ago. You can't. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. You have no idea. And it's yeah, like there's this legend. Like... Now there's this grease the poles legend, you know, because they greased the poles last time and it didn't work. And they <laughs> greased the shit. Dude, they got like two 52-foot trailers worth of industrial lubricant. And they had... The, the fine men and women of the Philadelphia Police Department greasing poles for two days. <laughs> and and uh, fucking 30 seconds later, there's, you know, dudes on top of uh, every streetlight. They need, like, the spikes that keep, you know, to keep pigeons off <laughs> yeah. of the top of the... the yeah, the car <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to start... You get, you're going to have to upgrade from lube uh, <laughs> yeah. and secure it a little bit there. And then in the AFC, I mean, I think... I think everybody like it was weird. The Chiefs were an underdog going into it, like the money line. They were they were dogs, which I thought was weird. Um, and they kind of had a real tight, controversial, um, like vice grips. Yeah, game over there. And uh, you know, Chiefs back in the bowl. What is it? Three out of last four. Something like that. Yeah. And again, I, I, I'm sounding like a grumpy old man. Not a Mahomes fan. He just. I find him to be unlikable. Really? Yeah, is I'm, it his voice? That definitely plays a part. I'll Probably that in his lifestyle. And his I just the pe- like <laughs> the, all the stories of like his the things his wife does at games. Like when she like poured out cold champagne in like ten degree weather on like all those people below. And like for me, the thing yeah. I thought that was most like egregious on that is like, how do you not know that there's somebody down there that's like sober? And yeah, like them right. being bathed in your fucking champagne, in champagne. might be yeah. a problem for them. You know, like right. that's yeah. like that shows like such a ridiculous view of your surroundings that you think it's acceptable to do that. Or like children or maybe just people that don't drink or not even, you know what I mean? Just that I was like, dude, come on, get rid of her. Keep her out of yeah. the fucking. It's 10 degrees. Yeah. It's 10 degrees. Right. Too. It's not even, I already yeah. have frostbite. Right. And then you want him to get pneumonia. Like, thanks a lot. You know, uh, and then his brother's yeah. a tool, allegedly, uh, from what I've seen. Oh, without question. Media. Yeah. And it's also, he's just like, it's too much of him. I think he's, he's in a, too many commercials. He's overexposed. And, uh, and then it's just like, he's constantly, you know, but then I'm looking at his stats from this year and I'm like, fuck. That's and then you have to account for the extra game, you know, that kind of throws it off too. But like six hundred and forty eight attempts at sixty seven percent completion and then versus like Jalen Hurts, right? Four hundred and sixty attempts. Sixty six percent completion. Like that's what Mahomes is doing right now, like he's quickly there's no way he doesn't 
surpassed Tom Brady in my mind. Like it's wild. It's kind of like how LeBron came in right after Jordan. Everybody's like, nah, there's no way. Now, next thing you know, he's about to be all time leading scorer in the NBA. He does this thing that's really scary. Like, if you think about it, because you see him in the regular season get careless with the ball, like kind of like the thing that Josh Allen mm-hmm. does, except not as bad as Josh Allen. Yeah. Where it looks like he gets too comfortable and then he thinks he's Superman and you're like, oh my gosh, that was a bad turnover. And then he'll do it again. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's Mahomes thinking? Mm-hmm. But what's scary is that when it matters, he throws all of that aside. And that I think that's the thing that makes it not even close compared to him and anybody else in this league. Uh, and like... You know, you could say the Bengals had a better team top to bottom. I certainly think the Bengals have a stronger team top to bottom than the Chiefs do. But when he's playing, it almost just doesn't matter because it, it all that kind of goes out the window and it's all about who's the better quarterback. And uh, and there's no one even close to him. And as much as like we all have a little bit of Mahomes fatigue and maybe Chiefs fatigue at this point after seeing them go so far in the playoffs these past bunch of years, it's like, I, it's like it's like betting against peak LeBron, you know, like years and years ago. It, I feel like it's that kind of thing, and I feel like we haven't even seen the start of it. It's like there's always that one guy or group of guys or what have you in your neighborhood that's like just really athletic. You know, when they're playing basketball, they're just gonna be a stud. They're playing football, they're gonna be a stud. But they're in that they're they're in your neighborhood. You know, okay, that's just the guy. It's just the guy. The Chiefs, their conference, that's they're just the guys. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. You're going to see them in the postseason every year. They're going to run the table, and chances are they might hit the Super Bowl. But then you get to the Super Bowl, and now the guys that are in their neck of the woods have to face somebody else. And I'm telling you right now, right now when I think about the Chiefs and the Eagles, I think about the Broncos and the Legion of Boom. That's what I think mm. about. I don't even mm. think this is going to be a game. I promise yeah. you. It's not yeah. even going to. It's, it's going to be like when I watched that game, when when Seattle just basically dismantled Peyton Manning in that offense, it was just like. Really? It was like yeah. they didn't even deserve to be here. I, it was not competitive. Like, that's how it was. Like, it's, so you think it's, it's going to be that like way. You think Philly's going to demolish him with their It's beat. not even going to be really? a game. Wow. Really? Wow. Gonna... Listen, the 49ers. Even if Brock Purdy was like didn't get hurt, they shouldn't have scored. It was like that. It was like that. Like they weren't even competitive. Yeah. It's like like you turned it on. It was like, hey, where's where's Purdy at? Oh, they got another guy. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like after like the first second quarter. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. this is just gonna be egregious. It's wow. I, it's not even gonna be a game. Man. That's I'm interesting just... to hear that. Wow. So yeah. my pick was going the other way. Really? Because interesting to me, dude. And he's and he's. I don't know. Maybe I just. I've watched so much the last, you know, seven to 10 years, more so than when I was a kid, actually. Um, and sort of in these scenarios, I, I always see it time and time again, where you, you look at a team and you look at the other team and you say, whose roster is stronger top to bottom? Because all teams have been playing now it's 17 week long season. They're all at the last game of the playoffs. And you'd say, who is the best team top to bottom? And Philly does have a stronger team, not even close. Um, offensively, they have so many weapons. Their defense is oppressive. It's just ridiculous. Um, but to me, in these situations, I always look at, all right, who's the best quarterback on the field? It's Mahomes. Hurts is not far off, but Hurts is also not that far from move from being kind of a wild card, like a hot pick for, for to have a breakout year. And he's had an amazing year, like an MVP level year, and he's been incredible. But I think sometimes we forget that he's all very new to this and new to the playoffs and certainly new to a deep playoff run. And uh, he played really well last week or two weeks ago, but he kind of didn't have to play well because that Eagles defense defense was just too much. Like he could have Jalen hurts could have thrown for 80 yards and it wouldn't have mattered. That's but that's what I mean. Like when the defenses peak at the right time, like they are now, it's just like kind of how, well, I can't, Seattle that year they were just dominating everybody, so it was just kind of like. But it's it was like it was their defense versus Peyton Manning, right? right? Like you just said, at top to bottom, the Eagles just have a way better team. They have a better team now than they did when they made their Super Bowl run, and they were dogs back then, like mm-hmm. a yeah. way better team. Like I, 
the Eagles, the the, the <laughs> Linval Joseph, Namakan Sue, you know what I'm saying? Like it, like yeah. Hassan Reddick. I'm like, their backups are like first team Pro Bowlers. It's like it's ridiculous. What do you? It's just ridiculous. What man. is it about yeah. the, their defense that's like from a X's and O perspective? Like, why is that defense right now just banging? No weaknesses. There's no weaknesses on a D line. There's no weakness on the second level. There's no weaknesses in, at, at, at the third level. They have no weaknesses. Think about it like this: If you look, like you have to, you have to, you have to think about it in terms of who are they going against? Offensively, you have Mahomes, who's a wild card, right? You have to prepare for that, right? But do you have, do you have, do you have the team that can corral him? Yes, you do. You have speed at your first, second, third. Doesn't even matter what the lineup is. You got speed all across the board, right? Can you take away anyone that's a threat? The only threat they have is Travis fucking Kelsey. That's it. I don't I don't understand yeah, how they can't stretch after... the field and they can't run the ball. Hmm. I don't understand how game after game after game Travis Kelsey's racking up like 110 yards, 130. It's like, dude, you gotta cover one guy in this offense. You that's know, what like, I said. Who's, like who's gonna beat you? Juju? Uh, Michael, no, Hardman's not even playing, but like there's going to be one guy to cover. And if I don't know, it just always blows me away. Maybe tra- Kelsey is that transcendent of a talent where he can just get open get no matter either. what. Yeah. But I think like that's that coaching situation too. It's just like we talked, like I was talking about before. Like if you got a, if you got a, a, a guy in your neighborhood that just, just knows how to dominate everybody, so he's paid everybody and he knows their weaknesses too. Like we can get this, we can get away with beating this guy this way or this team that way. Andy Reid. Coaching everyone in the, they know how to, they like we're gonna be even even if we have like even if our first four to eight games are gonna be kind of shitty, like we know how to come back and then you know make it to the playoffs and then give it a run. Like it's yeah. different against like this. You're offensively the Eagles three out of their three out of their five starters on offense were first were first team Pro Bowlers. I know because I just cut the highlight for the Pro Bowl, like. <laughs> Yeah. And one of their and then one of their second team guys ends up being like it's it's just just dumb on defense and offense. It's yeah. Then it's secondary. What, they can stretch the field. They can run the ball. Jalen Hurts does not have to play a perfect game. He just has to play. He just has to do his part. He can literally be a system quarterback this game if he wanted to, and win it. Do you think um, uh, the Eagles have looked better? by way of where they've played the whole season, playing teams in that division and playing arguably a weaker set of teams than the Chiefs have played all season? I mean, I just I just go by what the teams in their schedule that they just dominated that like they were supposed to have been beaten by. I think Dallas when they were at their, their prime in the season, they were supposed to smash the Eagles. They didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't. Um well, so a couple other, few other games that were like, people were like, oh, well, this is going to be the test. And every time they got tested, it's just like right. it was the opposite of Brock Purdy. Like, it, like he never got tested. So I was, I was just waiting for it. And I was like, damn, the Eagles, ooh, this might be. And then we know what happens. You know what I mean? The Eagles, every time they got tested, they didn't just like win. They dominated. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just like, how is this happening? Same situation this yeah. year. It's like, I mean, it's yeah. – they and, and – is Mahomes fully healed? Like, can he, you know, be a running threat? And it's dynamic, you know, if he's got a high ankle. I know how ankle, how, how high ankle sprains are, man. Like, that's that's tough. And he's a Q, QB. Like, he's got to be. He's got to yeah. be mobile. That's part of yeah. his game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, that didn't look like a high ankle sprain, but that that looked that looked a lot worse than high ankle sprain. They're, keep, they're playing it very close to their chest, what's going yeah. on with them. And I think it's smart. Because we didn't know what to expect with the Cincy thing, you know, at the end of that game, and um, we'll see, we'll see what's going on with him. But I'm still like, I don't know. We doing picks? Who are we picking? Well, on, I already know. I got, a, I got another question here, and this is the kind yeah. of, and like to kind of toot our horn here. Like this is the kind of stuff that I love that happens when we get together. Is like having somebody like Daryl explain it to you. Not in the way that maybe somebody like a personality on whatever sports network you enjoy does it because they're like, you then realize like, oh shit, I know who's writing that. 
or like you know like you get to hear like that's just broken down to a point where you're like oh yeah that makes that i'm an idiot you know and just when you think you know something about football daryl just blesses you up um and i I have another question about because i think it's interesting everybody's I haven't seen media really discussing like that it's the, that the Eagles defense really is just like, you know, once in a generation level, which is what it sounds like you're saying that they are. Is there any one person you're watching on that Eagles defense right now? Like in a specific matchup against the, like the chiefs that you're like, when you see that you're just like, kind of like for the, for example, like I remember last year, you, we had a similar conversation, and you were talking about Aaron Donald, and you even made a prediction early in the preseason about Aaron Donald just because you were seeing him in his prime, and just you're like, this is it, and you knew that Aaron Donald was going to win them that game. Do you see like a, a particular matchup that in your eyes for that defense that, that the every man, the every woman should be watching out for? You know, I'm – it's hard to to just boil it down to to just one matchup. Like offensively, when I think about their O line, everybody wants to talk about Creed Humphrey is probably the best offensive lineman they have, right? He's the center, but then you got Hargrave on the other side, and he's a baller. But then they just they're so deep on defense. You know what I mean? Like they can just roll guys in, always be fresh and playing at a high level. You know what I mean? You got Reddit coming off the edge, and no, and like I'm just be I'm gonna be honest with you, like this. Notoriously, the Chiefs have always had had issues with edge pressure. Just think about when they played the Tampa Bay, like really, like they just got raped on the edge, that, and it's like that always shows up in big games too. Like it's not it's not just that Mahomes is dynamic and he's making all these crazy throws it's like he was running for his life when they played Tampa and this is what's going and it's going it, this is what's going to happen this year too like I mean it's but even it, the the crazy thing is he's he's hurt and like you said they're keeping it close to the chest they don't know but I, offense D-line it's a wrap Eagles got that and this defense got is better that. than Tampa Bay's defense this 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 D, this D is better than Tampa Bay's D and Way. Kansas City is inarguably a weaker Way better. team than they were in that Super Bowl. Inside linebackers. So here's the thing: it's like Travis, Travis Kelsey. His he he's that like that middle field that that midfield threat. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of like his range. Like he can he can snag it in the midfield and then get you yet. But like inside linebackers are fucking. They drop the old. They they drop the outside linebackers too to just handle that underneath coverage as well. So it's not going to be any way for him to go. You know, like he like when he catches the ball, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to play tight end like a number one receiver, and he's not that, but he he can be that sometimes. You know, he's like in between, like you know what I mean, like. But that's but it's like all right, well, who do they have? All they got is Travis Kelsey. It's a lock for everything else. Like, and they can, his thing if if they could stretch the, if they could run the ball and stretch the field, I mean, you could you could play a you can play a different game that way on offense. Mm-hmm. But they don't have weapons like no, that. They don't. They yeah. just don't have weapons like that. So, like for me, I'm and, and this is I'm this is I'm putting my production hat on now. Not not even talk about the whole the XOs. I go into this game and I'm lamenting because I hit the Disney trek and we got to cut this piece. I'm gonna be like, man, I just want this to be an exciting game. So this this commercial looks because if they beat their head to the white meat, like oof, it's gonna be hard to make this thing just be great and feel like a game when we know they just got their ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it's, wow. I don't know what to tell you. I Super Bowls are great if it's ebb and flow and it's tight. They are horrible when it's just one-sided. You can use Broncos in Seattle from back in, like, that game, if you, we all watched it. I was working it, and I was just like, yo, I honestly forget about. I would. That. I would exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I know we've talked about it at length on the show, and I just, I honestly, again, I was like, "Oh, that's right, bro." Eight and had two. Forty-three to eight. That's ugly. Forty-three to eight. So you're yeah. thinking that's what we're uh, to transition here into our picks? Do you think that's what we're in for here? No, oh, they about to get their ass blown out. It's not even really. 
Wow. Yes. Mm. Wow. Look at me over here. I'm Blown just, out. Man. See, I'm such a fan of Jolly Andy Reid. I just love that guy. Think about it like this. What happens? Let's just let's just just throw let's throw the purdy effect in there. We are we don't know how dinged up Patrick Mahomes is right now, but we know he's gonna get tested, right? What happens if they knock Patrick Mahomes? Who's the next guy behind Patrick Mahomes? Chad I'll Henny. Wait. Chad Henny. Chad Henny. You're not sipping from the Henny bottle? Dude, no? uh, Henny, Henny's not, like, he can, he's kind of entering that Fitzpatrick level of, like, <laughs> he's going to give you fucking magic for eight quarters, and then you're going to be like, what the fuck, bro? And like, it's eight quarters like, or eight seconds. Like, him, <laughs> him and Colt McCoy, I was like, holy shit, Colt McCoy's still in the league, and he's slinging it? Like, I completely forgot Chad Henny was still in the league. I'm taking a sip yeah. of Henny for that. Wow. <laughs> And, you know, versus – and that's an interesting point because you compare that to the Eagles and say Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Uh, like Gardner could probably pilot them to out of that game with that defense. Whereas, like, indeed, Chad Henney is not going to be able to be the magic man uh, if he has to be. And I think the first the, – the former is more likely to happen with Mahomes already being hurt. Who knows how hurt he is, but, like, I can easily see – uh, a scenario play out with uh, with that flaring up because it's just a wild card. We don't know, mm-hmm. and the Eagles aren't taking it easy on anybody. I mean, the Eagles will 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 target. He'll have an enormous target on his back. Um, yeah, you've you've put some thoughts in my head here, Daryl. I'm like uh, I'm like waffling a little bit internally here. I just um, yeah, damn. It, I mean, it when when everybody in this building, everybody in this building was like. Hey, D.C., so how do you think that, man, I hope the Eagles, because they're not a good second-half team, like the the 49ers, I hope they just don't run through them. I'm like, the Eagles are going to beat the shit out the 49ers. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, no, what are you talking about, D.C.? You don't know. You know, you spot them. They're going to beat their ass. <laughs> and we're going to have this conversation come Monday, and you're going to be mad at me. I'm, I, But I'm telling you what's going to happen. And I said this, and I, just like I'm saying here, I said it's not even going to be a game. Ah, you're for preposterous. I'm walking off. Come Monday, Castellini will look at me. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Jay. If I could bet, if I could bet not lose my job, I'd be fucking. I have racks right now, dog. I, I promise you, I have racks right now. It'd be oh. Daryl, yeah, I mean, listen, the man knows. You know, Jay, you know, know, man. Allegedly, I know. And I'll tell you what. (laughs) I'll tell you what. uh, Go Birds. I've completely been swayed um, and and blessed with uh, that knowledge there. And it makes makes sense because I'm just looking at Mahomes' numbers on like a 40,000-foot view. I didn't really pay attention to the Chiefs at all this year. And um, I'm like, well, shit, he must, they must be banging as good as they are. And then I look a little bit further here as we're having this conversation, and you're right. Like in like 1,800 of those yards are Travis Kelsey. And like, <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. You, know you, know, you see what I'm saying? It's, like it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. And it's uh, not about yards, about targets. And again, like, like who is he throwing it to? As much as I love, that's all they got. As much as I love Big Andy Reid, I think, I think you've convinced me. I don't, I don't know that it'll be a blowout. I mean, but. I mean, we've also you've also said this, Daryl. Every Super Bowl preview pod, Daryl is undefeated, by the way. And each time, Daryl's like key thing has has rang accurate. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, the, the most exciting thing about this whole Super Bowl is going to be Rihanna. I, I promise you, man. Because everything else <laughs> is you gonna be like this ain't even the game. I'm just waiting for Riri to come on like I can, this. I can believe that. I can believe that. <laughs> you. You've swayed me a, a bit. I am I am going to stick. You've actually done a way too good. Of, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you how much you swayed me, but I'm a stubborn musician. Um, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with my picks. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick stick with the Chiefs. But uh, yeah, you, you've definitely given me some doubt. Yeah. What's your score? Daryl can't give us a score, but you and I can do a score. Daryl can't give a score. No. Um. Um. Twenty-three ten. Twenty-three ten. Close game. High and tight. I'm gonna say. 
I could see the Eagles getting more touchdowns on defense than offense. I'm thinking 32 to 9. Mm. Weird, weird so number. you're predicting a blowout too. Both you guys are predicting blowouts. Wow. I like, I like it's, those it's numbers. It's not even going to be a game. It's not even going to be a game. Because I could see them. I you could, know, like, at, after listening to that, I could totally see the, the game plan working out, which is you get in there and you fuck him up and you make him run and you pummel him to the point where you're like, you're willing to be ejected from the game. Not be, not play dirty, but you're gonna take that 15 yard roughing the passer. You know what I mean? Like, hit him hard as fuck. Look, get him shaking. You don't up, even got it. And then fumble, fumble, interception. Next thing you know, it's 21 to three, 21 to seven. You don't even have to. You don't even have to knock him out. All you have to do is take away his options. And if he only got one, he only. I can, you can't even say he got two. He's he only gonna, got one. There's that number ten, the new number ten that like runs out of the. He's a receiver that lines up in the backfield. Like that's their only other. He's had a decent playoff. It's it's too much. It's too much speed on defense. That shit laterally. You got to get around the corner. You know what I'm saying? You got to set an edge. They always set the edge. He, he ain't gonna have nowhere to go. Like I don't even count. You that. know, that's not even. It's there's there's no options. They, he gonna take. They they gonna get taken away, and he's gonna get exposed. And it's like anything else. We got a quarterback that's that dynamic that. I mean, he's a $500 million man. He's going to try to make a play, but if he ain't got no wheels to do it on either, like. And plus, here's the yes. thing, too. He's He means so much more to that. He means so much to that organization. If if there's even an inkling that, like, he can't be Patrick Mahomes because of his, you know what they're going to do? They're going to block, yeah. block Purdy his ass and let him hand off. Yep. They're going to save him. Hey, we ain't going to be able to win this game. We ain't going to injure our cash cow either. Like That's a good point. I promise point. you. Yeah. And then people are going to be pissed off and they're going to, the social media is going to go crazy. Why isn't he playing? Why are they doing this? Why? Because he's $500 million. That's why. Like, we've, mm-hmm. he can't do nothing for us. Let, let him hand off. Live to play another year. Like, we got here. Be happy. Like, that's what it's going to be. I promise you. And if people going to get pissed off, it's going to be bad for TV. I'm calling that out right now. It's going to be a bad game, man. Like, not bad. Like, it's just yeah. not going to be a game. Well, and I think this is also, after talking about it some, it kind of reminds me of, like, this storyline with that 2005 Super Bowl Steelers-Seahawks where the Seahawks were, like, an offensive juggernaut. Steelers defense, one of the statistical best defenses, arguably top five, maybe one of their best defenses, right? And then you get in the game and you got this second-year Roethlisberger who basically his job is just don't fuck it up. And I feel like Jalen Hurts can just not fuck this up. You know what I mean? He can get mm-hmm. in there and not fuck it up and then maybe have, like, a couple of big catches here or there. Like, I, I, it, and it's funny. Like, all this conversation, we're barely – I still am – again, I'm an Eagle hater. I don't know. But I'm still not sold on Jalen Hurts. And, like, when Daryl and I have talked about him, it, it, like, he's working. It's clearly working. But, like, I don't know. I just – Here's the thing. I, I, I don't – I'm not – I don't even – I'm not a, I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts either. I'm not, but I'm just looking. I'm just looking at it purely from XO perspective. Like I'm just looking at the situational football. I'm looking at the options. I'm looking at the targets. I'm looking at how this team stacks up versus the chess match, right? And it's just, it's just a wrap. Like he doesn't even like, like whether here's the thing. If he's in there, like we're saying, all we're saying is all he, all he has to do is just kind of let his defense be his defense and let his offensive just run the system. And you're gonna get you gonna get a ship. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all you gotta do. And even if he gets like fucked up and knocked out of the game, they can still run the ball. They still got options. They still, you know what I mean? Like it's it's to me, it's it's just a wrap, man. Like I like I said, I just don't want it to be a bad game, man. I just don't want it to be I don't want it to be Seattle and and, and fucking Denver. Cause that was just it's horrible for TV, it's horrible for vendors, it's horrible, it's horrible for brand ambassadors, it's just horrible all the way around, you know. Yeah, well, let's see. We'll see what happens. I got the Eagles. Mark's got the Chiefs, and Daryl has no one. He just has knowledge. Daryl has no one. I just, I just got knowledge, man. Daryl has no one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm like forty percent hard now for the Super Bowl, uh, based off this conversation. If not, it's me a good one, dude. Yeah. How often? How often? Two best teams, not even close, get in get into this. Like that's that's something to, to celebrate. Yeah. The two best teams in the NFL are playing the Super Bowl. That's special. Well, I'm sure we'll be texting each other on Sunday night, being like, "Holy shit, 
If they knock Mahomes out of this game, I mean, the sky might start falling. <laughs> that would be messed up. Man. Chad Henney for the day. Have a sip of Henney to, uh, to win. Um, gentlemen, as always, uh, Mark, we love, we love connecting with you and talking football. Uh, you're, our, you're our favorite regular here uh, to talk football with, and it's good to just, you know, catch up and, you know, touch tips on the ball. You know what I mean? Touch tips. Touch tips on the ball. <laughs> yeah. I really love Hashtag. it. Hashtag touch chips in the bowl. I like it. I love it. Uh, Mark, what's the best way for uh, for everybody here that, that doesn't already know you to uh, to keep up with all your ins and outs? Uh, OnlyFans slash no. Um, there you go. Answer. Yeah. Markshog.com. Markshog.web.org.gov. Um, I, I got them all. I got a deal on GoDaddy. I just took them all. <laughs> oh, um, man. Instagram, you know, just internet me, you know. Give that's me the a, that's the action. Find, come find me. Yeah, yeah, dude. Me, I mean, give me good. Based off what you're saying, I I love I love talking football with you guys. And like you were saying earlier, Justin, it is very cool to hear Daryl talk about this football dork stuff in a way that's so further under the hood than I will ever understand him having done it before. So it's like it's it's cool to get to to hear you talk about that. So. Yeah, it's awesome, Daryl. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you for sharing with us. And uh, uh, P5, Gent is not a genre. March 10th, everywhere. Music is sold. Singles are out now, hot and ready like Little Caesars. Get yourself a pre-order. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Later.